Hello and welcome everyone. This is Jerry. Uh, welcome to the Prophetic for God podcast. And I have upcoming here for you. A, uh, uh, actually, it was a video, uh, but it was, I converted it over to audio for you. But it's, uh, it's got an important message in it. And I have a few of those that, uh, that I pre-recorded for that reason and uh, to bring this over here. So I hope this is a blessing to you. And I hope that uh, you can see the end light of the wayward uh, Christian church and sometimes a wayward Christian, what to look for. So this is a, a, a good message for anyone that is uh, seeking and searching. Again, this podcast is about coming closer to God. Amen. So I just, uh, I hope it's a blessing to you and I just uh, pray it is. And we, and I thank everyone for that is listening and uh, please become a listener, sign up, whatever. Okay. And share, download, whatever you'd like to do. So <laughs> praise God. And I, I invite people to interact, and uh, I welcome everyone here. It's a Christian-based, as I said before, a Christian-based podcast, but I want to welcome everyone, and I hope you're having a great day, and uh, we just thank the Lord. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And God bless each and every one. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What is it that people... Uh, what is it what is it today that people uh, despise uh, about coming to Christianity praise the Lord praise God and we see a lot of that we see a lot of, uh, of dislike towards uh, Christianity and uh, we see a lot of let's turn this down a little bit we see a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of dislike towards what God is, is doing, you know? Praise the Lord. And, uh, again, this channel is, uh, again, for you that might be watching first time, whatever, this channel is about uh, having people come closer to God, you know, to draw closer to God, amen. So if your life is away from God for any reason, amen, I welcome you to the channel. Uh, maybe you were a Christian before. Uh, maybe you were uh, non-church, not church, uh, so on and so forth, amen. And for a variety of people, I speak to many different people and share and teach. I've seen other videos, but uh, praise God. And we talk about those things that keeps people from God. What keeps people from God? Somebody might say, "Well, sin keeps people from God," amen. And uh, that's very true. Uh, that that can keep people can keep us from God, amen. But uh, some of the criteria that keeps people from God is, I'd like to touch on just for a couple of minutes, is uh, people's doing. And uh, sometimes people have been uh, so uh, lambasted by things that, whether it's circumstance or whether it's uh, in the church or whether it happened, uh, there's some people that will say, I'm never going back. I'm never going back to church. Okay, I'm speaking of the building, the organization, and all those kinds of things. And as you know, we said before, the, the church is the people. How do we know that? Because God says he, he dwells in temples made uh, without hands. Amen? Praise the Lord. And uh, that's you and I. Okay, that's, that's God's most important property. So you might be listening to this in, in your kitchen, in your living room. 
uh, in your bedroom, in your car, you're waiting for somebody or whatever, and something strikes a chord with you that in your life, uh, in the past, there was a situ situation uh, with you and, and the church. You were involved in church. You, there was a lot of things that happened with you uh, that transpired in the church, and all of a sudden, you haven't gone for several years. And that the happening that happened uh, had such a negative impact on you that you haven't bothered to repair it or do anything about it, uh, but in your heart you still love the Lord. You don't hate him or anything like that, but you still have a love for God. And uh, I want to just encourage you today that, that uh, God is a, uh, he is one that, that goes after hurting, the, the hurts of people. He hears those things, you see. Hallelujah. That many times the from the human aspect, people don't always uh, understand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many know today that there's churches that, uh, and we're going to kind of play a tick for tack here a little bit, but I just want to say this. How many knows there's places today that have injured people and they don't have a they don't have a conscience about it, right? Uh, instead of trying to, how many knows God is big on uh, restoration, right? He'd rather see somebody return to Him or correct something and have it restored than He would to annihilate it. You see, that's God can do those kinds of things, but that's His last resort. Okay, you see that? How do we know that? Well, you see that in His Word. He gave people opportunity and opportunity to come to him before his, as I said before, his judgment was pronounced. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, the individual I speak to is 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 someone you were you were in the church about five years ago, and the thing that transpired in your life was uh, you have a musical ability, and the music and the talent that was that God gave you. Amen. How many knows there's a lot of music around? What makes the difference in, in true gospel or Christian music is, is the anointing of God on that singer, on the music, and the anointing was because they paid a price in their life. They took the time with the Lord. They spent the time with him. How do we know that? Because you can go into Scripture and you will find, also from my own experience too, but you will find many people in scripture that spent time with God there was a greater activity certainly in the apostle Paul's life certainly in, in, in uh, Elijah's life okay certainly in Jeremiah's life hallelujah certainly in Moses' life so it's a time taking with God hallelujah praise the Lord how can you tell a good pastor today now you're not going to find a perfect pastor perfect the reason why God works through imperfection, and he's never had a perfect human being, per se. The only one that's perfect is God, okay? Uh, now, the thing of it is, he is perfecting, uh, see, in other words, the word perfecting also means maturing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, what are some of the the uh, things that can happen inside uh, a setting like that? Hallelujah. How can you tell if a pastor, he or she, or even someone in ministry that has uh, that going on. How do you know that there's, they're not a hireling? As the scripture says, the scripture talks about that, right? It talks about a good pastor, bad pastor, hireling. 
and those kinds of things, right? Hallelujah. A good pastor will, the reason I'm saying this today, to identify some of those things, now you can tell a good pastor, amen, according to the word of God. Now you're not going to find perfection, but there's things that you can look for, amen. There's things that, uh, as I said before, uh, we'll talk on that in a minute, but uh, they have a, a care for souls. There's a patience about them. talks about uh, the, the workings of a ministry. talks about those traits and the word of God, what you find out of these. Praise the Lord. Uh, and their concern for your uh, spiritual walk in the Lord. They're concerned about what God has called you onto. And they're not, let me say this. <laughs> there is a minister that's truly called by the Lord is not going to feel threatened at any time. Now, pastor, they're watching over people. So they're watching for the enemy and things like that. That's different. Okay. But I'm talking about there. there's no schism in the body that way. So we talk about that too. Amen. It talks about uh, you bite and devour one another. How come some churches don't grow? Well, there's many reasons. Uh, they bite, They have a bite. The scripture says, uh, Behold, lest you bite and devour one another. God can't bless that. Amen? He will not bless a church that's like that. He can't. It's against his word. He will He will correct and discipline according to how ministry there wants to be corrected. It's important. Uh, you Look, at you have a right as an individual in the Lord if you're coming to the Lord, you have the right to examine things. Amen? Not just so much the Word of God, but you have a right to look at things and say, do I want my life to be brought and associated with these things? Hallelujah. Let me tell you some of the traits, the traits of a good pastor. They'll love you when you do wrong. They'll help you when you do wrong. They'll work with you. Amen? They'll, they'll When you come into their church, one of the first thoughts Lord, why is why is this individual in my in the assembly here? What is your place and purpose for them here? They're not. That's one of the. I'm just naming some things. What is some of the other things? Some of the other things are they're going to want to find what God has called you to. They're going to want to help you find that. And your part is to pray and seek God. Amen. Don't leave it all up to the pastor because you have to seek the Lord. So if you're Seeking in the Lord, whether it's spiritual gifts, whether it's coming closer to him, which this channel is about, amen, it's coming closer to God. You have a responsibility, if you want to come closer to God, to spend time with the Lord, amen? You can't get to know somebody unless you, you spend time with him, amen? So uh, praise the Lord, you get to know them. You can know their character, their traits. With God, it's the same way, only it's a higher level. Praise the Lord, amen? So, uh those things, those those things you can look for. They're not afraid to invite other ministry into the midst, even those <laughs> that God uses to set people in place and in order. They want to have other ministry come along that is good for people. Amen. That they want to. A pastor is always looking out for those. A good pastor is always looking out for their their the sheep. Okay. They don't want somebody that's going to lead them astray. Okay, they don't want somebody that's going to uh, cause them error or walk in error or cause them to walk away from God. Amen. Saying something's all right in God when God in his word says it's not okay. Amen. Uh, so it has a heart towards the Lord. Amen. So 
uh, and isn't afraid of the other ministries, the other fivefold ministries. Uh, praise the Lord. Just because somebody isn't called into a fivefold ministry, there is many ministries. That's not the only ministries. All right? And uh, every ministry is important in the body of Christ. If you as a pastor, if you leave someone out that God has called into your assembly, what happens? That's an offense to the Holy Spirit. Your church is going to suffer. Amen? It's going to suffer in a way. What's going to happen? God is going to send more leanness. You won't have what you could have had. Why? Because why would that happen? Let me explain. The Spirit of God is one that convicts somebody's heart and life onto God. The Spirit of God is one that sets people in place. The Spirit of God is one that wants to touch people's place. So if he brings somebody into your assembly, amen, and they belong there, whether it's a home meeting, church, whatever it is, amen, it would be you how you handle that individual. We're talking about the blessing of the church. And I'm talking about people that are have disassociated from the church. They've disbanded. Some pastors wonder why. Well, I'm I'm sharing that with you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So what happens? Hallelujah. What happens when people, uh, when God calls somebody, I'll give you a for instance, going back to saints, amen? You bring your friend to church that you've been praying for for a long time. If the, the Holy Spirit is so much needed in churches today and in people's lives, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, one with 100, one with 300 people, it don't matter, right? So if God's bringing somebody in, hallelujah, hallelujah, we can't annihilate them. What's going to happen when you do that? It's going to bring what is known as an offense to the Holy Spirit. Why would you say that? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that convicted them to bring them there, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Going back to the saints. If you walk into a place, and before they can hardly say hello to you, uh, they are asking you where you work or what you do for a job. They're checking your status. Your status. Where do you live? Well, I live on, you know, the dark side of town. Let's just call it like that. Amen? <laughs> okay. Or I live in the hood. Or I live, you know, I live over here. I uh, Immediately, there's a thought that goes into that individual's mind. Oh, you know, praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with knowing that later on, but when it's the first question that comes out, what do you do for work? What are you worth? Huh? <laughs> I, I know I'm hitting on some things here. What are you worth? What are you going to be giving to this place? That's the thought you say. Where do you live? How is your demeanor? What kind of work? What kind of work you do, or anything like that? Right? Those are questions that are fine later, and you get to know somebody. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! So they're checking your status in many instances. Okay? So I'm just sharing with you some of those things. You know, Jesus never excluded. He went wherever he was welcome with people. He loved you. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. He wasn't so much on shining the outside as he talked He talked about the Pharisees doing that. Amen. It wasn't just the Pharisees. The Pharisees, Sadducees, Essenes, and many other sects. S-E-C-T-S. Okay? 
Praise the Lord. And I'm not saying too much different than I would say over at Cal Talk or uh, live means a little different, a little different crowd over there, but uh, praise God. I like to share that because I feel uh, led to today to share that and uh, things come out that way. But uh, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'd like to turn to it uh, in the Word of God. And I, I go here quite a bit, but we'll go to other areas too. But in the book of Jeremiah, um, my other, I got my paper Bible here. I got my electronic. We go over to Jeremiah 2, okay? And I want to show you something here. Um, praise the Lord that talks about the, the heart of God and those things. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Let's go over to Jeremiah 2. Hallelujah. And this is a beautiful chapter. Some people might not think so. But it speaks, God was speaking through Jeremiah. And the language here that's used, oh, it's, it's, it's specific. <laughs> you have to listen, okay? All right? Praise God. And if you're in that place where you don't know what's going on, I've seen a lot of people get hurt in church. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see people, some people walk away from God. And that shouldn't be happening. Amen? And there's no perfect pastor. But a perfect pastor is one, even like David, that would turn. See, the reason why David was said, I found a man after my own heart, because he was quick to turn to God to repent. He was quick to turn to the Lord. He said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. God looks at that. How did he? Praise the Lord. And uh, God, if God's called you to be a pastor, he's called you to be a shepherd, not a lord over those people, but he's called you to be a shepherd. And you, and you don't drive sheep, you lead them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, so in Jeremiah uh, chapter 2, in verse 1, okay, it says here, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Who is he speaking to Jeremiah? Verse 2, uh, go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, and the language here is, is very uh, specific, and I think it's beautiful because it shows the heart of God. Anytime that, that's something that brings forth the heart of God in Scripture, I, I love it. Amen. I love to, to, to feel after the Lord's Spirit. Amen. And I know many, many of you do that would want to listen. Okay, verse 2. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem. There's also history with this. Uh, we won't get into that right now. Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee. I remember you, in other words. Okay? The kindness of thy youth. The kindness of thy youth, what? When you first came to me. When you turned to me. Okay? Um, and, and the love of thine espousals. You love me. Amen? They love the Lord. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not excuse me, the land that was not sown, okay? And verse 3, and of course, like I said, it's got history to it, but Israel was holiness unto the Lord. That's the way God seen it at that time, okay? Now we know, as you read on here, and you'll see it in other parts, but, and the first fruits of his increase, excuse me, all that devour him shall offend. What does that mean? Anyone, any surrounding countries that came against God's people at that time, watch what God said, all that devour him shall offend evil 
right? Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Amen? Now, we go to verse 4. Hear ye the word of the Lord. It's like a calling going out. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. And, and, the, and the Lord starts to say through Jeremiah, through Jeremiah, onto here, see, you see the heart of God here. Thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me that they are gone far from me? You could even place United States in there if you want. What iniquity have you found in me that you would go far from me? See, any nation, any, even a church, a people, an individual, you see, and more distance from God, see, God retracts his blessing. He's a, he's a God of blessing, but he's also a holy God. Amen? Amen? He dealt with his people here. So don't let people, and I'll get a lot of slack on this, but uh, don't let people lie to you about Israel. Yes, they were God's chosen people at the time, but he also disciplined them. He loved them. He chastised them. He, amen? you got to look at that. People don't like to talk about that, okay? Okay, in verse 4. Hear ye the word, and I got some uh, Jewish friends, amen, praise the Lord. Verse 4, hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. In verse 5, thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have, have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity and become vain? Who did? Who were these people? They weren't the people in the world. What's this word written to? To God's people, with the exception of salvation, so, okay. Oh, the word of God is for, or the scriptures for instruction of righteousness, and so on and so forth. Okay, and right and right living. That they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity, and they became vain. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, verse six. Neither said they. They didn't inquire. Amen. Where is the inquiry in the church today? It's missing, isn't it? Something's missing. It's been replaced, right, with things. And when people come, there's a difference. Hallelujah. There's a, some, in some churches, there's a lack of the anointing and presence of God, the very thing that's going to change people's lives. Why do we know that? Because the Bible says it's his anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Don't expect to bring somebody into a church and, and, and have their life changed with no presence of God, no anointing. They're going to leave the same way they came in. Hallelujah. So when God's drawing someone's heart and life, it's important that the message comes through that God wants. Hallelujah. It's not about us. It's about him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And when God is interested in somebody's life, I am. Amen. When I'm around somebody and I hear the Spirit of God speaking to me, and, and I know he is, I'm interested in the life. I don't care what I physically see with my eyes. I care what the Spirit of God is saying to my heart and life, in their life, this, this, and this, the Lord's saying. That's what's important, not what I'm thinking. Amen? Over the years, I've learned to do that many times. All right? If you come into any ministry, the first thing God will teach you is to love people. Why? Because God loves people. They're his most important property. Uh, check it out, the Word of God. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> okay. Come on, don't be so, don't be so stiff. Okay, loosen up. <laughs> All right, praise God. Okay, in verse six, 
Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? What does that mean? There was no inquiry. Hallelujah. Somebody comes into somebody's church. I'm just using this as an example. And there's no inquiry unto God. A good pastor, a good minister will inquire to the Lord. And if they don't know, they'll, they'll have somebody find out with them. Pray. Seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Again, it's his anointing, his presence. What's anointed music? Anytime you have an anointing on music, he or she that's singing that or screw people have dedicated and taken time with the Lord to spend time with him to, to buy the anointing and sell it not in the spirit. See, that time with God. You see, hallelujah. Moses had to go to the mount to seek God. Oh, there's something I was going to say just now, but I'll hold off on that. I'll save that for another time. Please come back. I'll... <laughs> Okay, that's to do with Moses and Aaron, okay? Okay, so in verse 6, Neither said they, Where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? Or talked about inquiry, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of drought and of shadow, shadow of death, through a land that no man, amen, passed through, where no man dwelt. Right? Okay? It was a barren land, okay? If you know anything about that. Okay, and it's talking about these things. So in verse 7, and I brought you into a plentiful country. Praise the Lord. To eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, who were these people? They were God's people, Israel, at the time. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. People miss it. Don't be bamboozled, okay? All right. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land. How can a pastor in today's world defile the land of the Lord? By not seeking God. By having people come into the church that God wants there and not seeking the Lord. What are they doing here? What are they supposed to be here? I didn't say the enemy sent them. I said the Lord sent them. Because the enemy can send people too. You have no difference, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And usually a man or, God, a man or woman of God is not threatened with with their ministry of losing anything like that, because they know God called them. The ones that are truly called, they're not threatened. Okay? God, it's his gifts anyway and his calling. Always remember that. If God's called you to some, to do something, whatever it is, amen, whatever specific task that is, you don't have to worry about the focus on other people. God will take care of that. Right? Amen? Praise the Lord. Always, don't even worry about that. Praise God. Let God worry about it. Therefore, and... The goodness thereof, but when you entered, you defiled my land, and you made my heritage an abomination. What does that mean? Well, we go on and we find out. Okay? The heritage of, of the Lord. What the countries surrounding God's people were watching them. Amen? Hallelujah. And they feared when they were serving God, truly. They really feared, as we read earlier, for what God would do. Okay? Um, in the United States, what do we have today? What would happen, theoretically speaking, if if all of the United States had a had one a one heart to God? Out of the what what would happen? God would watch over this country like He's never watched over it before. Okay, that's the way God is. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday. Oh, hallelujah! I feel His anointing. Hallelujah! He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah! Praise, praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Very simple. See, it's not difficult. Okay, in verse 8, 
The priest said, what does that speak of? It speaks of ministry, okay? Where, it, where is the Lord? In other words, there was no inquiry of God. And what do we have in the church world today? We have people that come and go out of church, right? We have people in the world that will come into the church. Saints, let me say something to you. The world is looking for something different. They can get their friends almost anywhere, okay? They don't need to come into a church. To, they're looking, they're, they might not tell you, but they're seeking something in their heart and life that's different. Even a celebrity that has millions of dollars, when they're on stage singing music, they can't really come out and say it because of their status. But when they go home and they live, there is something in their life that is missing. There is many people in Hollywood that have committed uh, suicide and all kinds of hideous things. They had all kinds of money, right? They had whatever they could ask for. But yet there's uh, drugs and, and, and suicide and all those kinds of things. Why? There's something missing in their life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said, well, God doesn't care about the rich people. Oh, yes, he does. Amen? Praise the Lord. And I want people that, you never know, you're talking to a celebrity or whatever. You, you never know, you see. God has an interest in their lives as well. Okay, I've talked to all kinds of people out here. Rich, poor, educated, uneducated. Amen. Um, praise God. And I just want people to, to, that's what this channel is about, coming to the God, coming to the Lord. There's been executives that have stuck, you're talking people that are making a lot of money, okay? Not to mention their bonuses and things, that Something's missing in their life. I know an executive that started this car up, went in his garage, and killed himself. Okay? I knew him indirectly. I should say it that way. Okay? Rochester, New York. All right? Something missing. I don't know. See, God can, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He can put peace in your life, supernatural peace, where there is no peace. Somebody says, well, how would that happen? Come to him. Turn your life Okay, back to this. Okay, in verse 8, and the priest said, where is the Lord? Okay, so they said not, rather. Where is the Lord? There's no inquiry. And they that handle the law knew me. Who were they? Speaks of ministry also. Knew me. Knew me not. And they that handled the law knew me not. How did he? The pastors, okay, in this word, verse 8, the pastors also transgressed against me. What's a good pastor? What's what's good ministry? Ministry that will quickly run to the Lord is good ministry. When they realize they've made a mistake or a fault, they turn to the Lord quickly. They want to make it right. They want to uh, see people's lives change. Oh, hallelujah. Good ministry has a heart towards God. The last thing they want to see is someone walk away from them. That's a good ministry. Amen? So I tell people what the qualities that they can look for in a good pastor. Like I say, you're not going to find somebody perfect because God works through imperfect people. But if their dependency is on the Lord, if their dependency for when you come into their church is, oh, God, what about this individual? You see? What about these people, that uh, these ten people that just walked in here? Amen? How many knows when you're speaking sometimes somebody will walk right into your church? If you're in tune with the Spirit of God and you're waiting on God, something will come forth for their life. You see? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by what? 
by Baal, okay? And walked after things that do not profit, spiritually speaking, the Lord, amen? And so in verse 9, he says, Wherefore, I will yet plead with you. What does that also mean? What does God do? He can, he'll plead with the church, amen? He'll plead with the nation. He'll plead with you as an individual to come to him. Hallelujah. But the Bible also says that, uh, it's, a, it's a word I'm thinking of, um, my spirit will not always strive with man. If God's continually come to you, right, and he's patient, he's kind, amen, he's long-suffering, and most people will turn to him, okay? But God never breaks into your life, amen, and people might be praying for you, and when people start praying that really know God's spirit, really love him, you can expect action to happen. Amen. God doesn't, those prayers don't go uh, to the ground and never go anyplace. God hears those things. Okay? So, wherefore I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. In other words, your generation. Okay? Okay? Okay, so let's skip verse 10 and let's go to verse 11. Again, this is Jeremiah, the second chapter, one of my favorite chapters. Somebody would say, that's your favorite. I have many favorite chapters, verses, and things. But anyway, it, verse 11 says, Hath a nation, notice it says, Hath a nation changed their gods, okay, which are yet no gods. Out of me. But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, saith the Lord. And it says here in verse 13, and I want to note this. Sometimes people go after the world. Watch this. In verse 13. For my people, not the world, my people. Where's judgment begin? In the world? No, at the house of God. Know what I mean? Look, at you, if something's missing in your church, I'll tell you the first one thing to look for is to help you out. Amen? Look for the where the offense in the Holy Spirit is coming. You might have to dig way in the past. Hallelujah. You might have to look way in the past. You might have to look to where that offense of the Holy Spirit came from, that that is corrected. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see blessing come. I'll give you a natural analogy. I worked for a company years ago, and I was in their service department. And uh, I have a background in the electrical field also for many years. And uh, they were going to throw all their bad debt out. You know, they had these bad debt customers. And I had some time on my hands, so I said, give me all that. I said, they were going to write it off, which I think they already did a little bit anyway, but I was more interested in the customer base and things like that. So I went and seen these people. I wanted to find out what was wrong. What happened? Why wouldn't they pay their bill? Or maybe they ran into hardship or something. I just wanted to have our the company I was working for connect with them again. Okay? And I went to see uh, different ones. And I found out something was left undone. Okay? So I said, well, if I get somebody over here to correct that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sir. We want to pay our bill. And I wasn't – it wasn't so much a money thing with me. It was more of 
that re customer relation, okay, uh, in our company. I'm speaking from a natural standpoint, okay? So it's important to look at the path of, of, of things to see where the offenses of the Holy Spirit. Did you eliminate somebody in the music ministry because, well, they you thought they were a little bit of trouble or something, but God was anointing them, see? Or God called them there, and you were called to help them, and you didn't help them. Hallelujah. You watch how you, if you correct things in the Lord, you watch how God blesses you. He blesses your church. Hallelujah. Now, some things are beyond your control. You can't do anything about it. Okay? But I'm speaking of those things that, that can be done. Hallelujah. Because when the, when someone is called to your assembly, whether it's a, a home meeting or whatever it is, an offense is brought, it's not just against the person there. It's, it's against the Holy Spirit. And God is going to send leanness into your your church. I don't want I don't want God sending leanness into myself and into, into my life. Amen. My heart is is Lord. Hallelujah. I'd rather have a heart that just cries out to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I wake up and go to bed saying, Lord, I just want people to love you. That's my heart. That people would love Him. Hallelujah. And sometimes. You have to explain that to people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The burden of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The, uh, go to the verse 13 here. For my people have committed two evils. Notice it doesn't say the world they're committed to evil. It says my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken. Is there is there scriptures that refer to the world? Of course. Of course there is. Amen. They turn it to salvation and all those things. Okay, they have uh, forsaken me. They did what? These were God's people forsaken me. Can that happen in the church world today? Yes. Can somebody be offended so much that they turn away from the Lord? Yes. God forbid that happen. We don't want that to happen. Amen. I'd rather come to the Lord and, and see somebody come to Him. Amen. Then, then, then have that issue going on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For my people, in verse 13, have committed two evils, that they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. Where do you find that word also, living waters? You find that in John 4 with the woman at the well. Remember, we talked about that in another video. The living water, okay? Jesus is the living water, God. Hallelujah. And they hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold no water. Amen? How many know, and not so much an analogy of that, but how many know that there's there's churches today that uh, that have offended the Holy Spirit in such a way that unless that's corrected, it's a dead church. It's a social gathering. That's all you have. Now can that can that be changed? If you look at the word Ichabod, which means the glory of God departed. Okay, uh, can that happen? Yes. Uh, can it be changed? Yes. Amen. It comes to repentance. God's huge on repentance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And broken systems can hold no water. And he speaks it here. Is Israel a servant? Of course, there's history with this. And he is he a homeborn slave? Why is he spoiled? Okay, and then it goes in. I want to go down to... Um, uh, I want to skip verse 16 and go to uh, 17. Hast thou not procured this unto thyself. Haven't you considered this unto yourself? Amen. In that thou hast forsaken 
the Lord thy God. Who forsook them? We just talked about what? Priests, pastors, transgressing God's people. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to say something, and somebody might get upset, but let me say something. The only thing that's going to change, I, I have no problem with street ministry and things like that. If somebody's anointed and God's anointing them for that, uh, God bless them. Amen? It's always a good thing. But if you shout at somebody too much, they're going to get angry with you. Amen? A lot of people know they're walking in sin. Sometimes they need to be told, God's told you to do that, by all means do it. Amen? But there's a time when God's working with somebody's heart in a different way. And if you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss it. How do you get sensitive to the Holy Spirit? By coming closer to God. How do you come closer to God? Spending time in prayer, seeking the Lord. Your thoughts ought to the Lord. That's what this channel is about, people coming closer to God. It's other things, but that's one of the key arcs or the key elements. Okay, praise the Lord. I like to call it the ark. The ark of the Lord. Okay. Uh, and uh, verse uh, 17, hast thou procured, hast thou not procured this unto thyself, in that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God when he led thee by the way. Okay. Now it goes into verse 18, and it said, and now uh, what hast thou to do in the way of Egypt? What does Egypt speak of? In that time of history, speak the bondage. Okay. Both things. All right. Okay. So, uh, to drink of the waters of Sihor, or what hast thou to do in the way of Assyria or Syria? Okay, to drink of the waters of the river. Now watch this. In verse 19, it, it's, the element starts to change, and you watch what God calls this. Okay? In verse 19, thine own wickedness shall correct thee. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God will not allow a church. Of course, it can, be, it can go on, service after service. Amen? Uh, but you're not going to see the element of change in people, the degree of, of the element of the Holy Spirit which changes people's lives with that going on. Amen? And the only thing that can correct that, praise God, is a, is a turning to the Lord. Hallelujah. Repenting to the Lord. This is David. That's why David was called a man after God's own heart. One of the key elements in his life, he quick to turn to the Lord. We know the things he did were, were obviously not the heart of God. But he was quick to turn to the Lord when, when he said, take not that Holy Spirit from me. Now, and here it says, and thy backsliding okay, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. It's in verse 19, thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing, right, and bitter, right? It speaks in the book of Ruth about a the marrow, things like that. What does that speak of? Marrow speaks of a bitterness. It was a bitter experience when uh, they went to the land of um, what do you call it? Uh, when they went to when they left the land, Amen. And they went to Moab, right? What was that? It was, they weren't just there one, two, three, four years. They were there for several years, and it was a bitter experience when 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 they returned they returned with less. Okay, and also, of course, God corrected that. You know the story with Ruth and things. But with Naomi, they they didn't recognize her. You'll see the scripture that said, "Is this is this Naomi?" They didn't they didn't recognize her. Amen. They walked. They went to a, a place where God didn't want them to go. 
and there was no bless there was a blessing there. Amen. God called Moab his washpot. <laughs> right. Anyway. Okay. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. Okay? I'm gonna leave that right there because of the length of the video and stuff. But come back and we'll finish up on that. And uh, be encouraged today. Amen. If you're one of those people that has walked away from the church, uh, and God's got God's got a plan and purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the Lord comes out, and especially where I am in live broadcast, says things and shares things. So here I am in my truck again in uh, the Pittsburgh area, Pennsylvania. Uh, praise God. I get around. So anyway, God bless, and I hope you have a great day. And God bless. Come back, and please subscribe. Please subscribe, and please ring the bell for notification. Amen. God bless.